You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity. We thank you so much for joining us, whether you are trying to not have to pay tolls to get into a Chinese zoo or whether you are suing Yale fraternities. We thank you so much for joining us. I am joined by the world's biggest Birmingham Iron fan, John Long. How you doing? Uh, Forge on. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Love the Iron. Lifetime fan of the Birmingham Iron, who have never lost a game. Just like to point that out to everyone out there who roots for other teams, that my team's better than yours. They are. Yeah, most definitely. But really, I'll just use this time to make my plea to everybody. I, I honestly have not followed the Birmingham Iron more than just watch their games on TV. I want to like make the team think that I'm the biggest Birmingham Iron fan in hopes that they'll like recognize me at a football game or something. Well, don't sell yourself short, John. I think you actually, in real life, might be, <laughs> yeah, might be. the world's biggest <laughs> Birmingham Iron fan. Hey, they had 17,000 people at the game yesterday, announced uh, attendance, because I could not be bothered to attend, right. even though I'm a huge fan, <laughs> love them. So I would say, if you listen to this, if you have any way to get in touch with the team, or maybe just tweet the team or whatever and say uh, – you know, hey, John Long is your biggest fan. He loves the iron. He bleeds black and silver. 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 Yeah, he bleeds. Black and silver. Black and silver. Uh, longtime iron fan. And uh, and maybe at some point in time I can get them to, like, you know, I don't know, announce me during a football game. Or maybe I get my picture made with Trent Richardson. And my buddy Jonathan put that up. He's like, I could see you and Trent Richardson like back to back, you know. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which would just be, to me, it would just be a huge joke. Uh, so let's see if we can make that happen, if you feel willing to help me with that. And it might would be helpful if you do tweet at the team to mention you heard about the team on the Earth Oddity podcast. Oh, yeah, that's even huger. If I didn't even they, think about that. If they find out that, hey, this guy's talking about us on his podcast. That's right. Oh, yeah. that, that could be huge. They may want to advertise. What if we could get Trent Richardson on the podcast? Oh, man. And I'll be like, hey, Trent. Why did you forget to run the ball when you left Alabama? Like how? Like can you, like what happened there? Like you were really good, and now you're like really not good. You know, he can't see when he runs or something. I don't know what the problem is. Got tackled well, by his dreadlocks though during the game. That was cool. Well, you know, in college he he didn't have to. He pretty much just ran through people. Yeah, right. So maybe yeah. that's what happened. I don't know, man. There was a video or a, a, yeah, a video from the first game in which they were doing like a, a play and he was running like directly into the offensive and defensive lines uh, from like guard, center, guard, and right tackle. Mm -hmm. And from the right guard to the left, uh, I mean from the left guard to the left tackle, there was maybe a 20-yard hole he could have ran through. 
<laughs> and he just like plows into the back of his offensive line and gets tackled. That's how he does it though for a two yard game. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. What if we could get Trent on the show? That would be awesome. I that would, would be... not disrespect him like that though. I would only talk <laughs> only of... behind his back. Would yeah, we right. ever talk I would about never him say like that to that. his face as he would crush me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would definitely talk about how awesome he is and how much I love him as a lifelong Birmingham Iron fan. You know how much he means to me in the city of Birmingham. So and the city of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So if anybody out there listening has any like contacts or just wants to help out, send a message to the team in some way. Um, that would be really cool because to me it would be like pulling off the ultimate joke. And <laughs> you know, like, well, if they give me like a plaque or something on the fifty yard line, I would make an Earth Oddity T shirt and wear it. You know. Uh, <laughs> So let's see if we can do that. You let's know? do it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. And we have talked about the AAF probably more than most podcasts. <laughs> I would say probably more than most podcasts. More than ESPN has, I guarantee you. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we might be the leading AAF podcast that's out there. Hey, man, we're doing what we can. Right. So anyways, if anybody wants to help or would be willing to help, do it, you know, because... It would just be funny to Does me. anybody else think this is funny? Because this is no joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, even if you don't think it's funny, I think it's funny. So uh, it would just be funny for me. Let's get it kicked off. Yeah, do you have any good stories like, this week? Like they don't do in the AAF because they don't kick <laughs> off or have extra points, uh, you know, PATs. So. Right. Um, yeah, I got some really good stories. I'll start out with my first one. It's a story of true love. We're right past Valentine's Day as we, we record are. this. How was your Valentine's Day? Uh, you know what? Thursday, which was Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I got a stomach bug. Ooh. And my wife, when it comes to any kind of sickness, she grabbed the kids and fled. Like, she <laughs> had, like, like it was a domestic abuse situation. <laughs> she got out of Dodge. Okay. So I spent the entire weekend catching up on Netflix and playing video games. Nice. And nice. that's all I did. Okay. Yeah, Deidre worked Thursday night. I cooked dinner, chicken nuggets, and uh, I fried some okra. So That's I mean, romantic right there. It is romantic, I'd say. <laughs> a real romantic. And then we put the kids to bed, and she went to bed soon after, and I stayed up and played a little bit of Red Dead Redemption until <laughs> I got sleepy, and then I went to bed. But she had to work the next day. I mean, I did too, but right. you know, can't get too crazy when uh, you know you got to get up the next morning and go to work for her. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, for me, it wouldn't have mattered. I'm, I'm, I'm a minute man. I mean, minute man's the wrong. <laughs> minute man's the wrong term. I am, I'm always on the ready. You know? Okay, okay. So to anyway, speak. anyway. So true love. Back to true love here. <laughs> uh, snake bites man, man bites wife, so they can die together. But the wife survives. <laughs> okay. Really? The oh, wife yeah. survived a bite from her husband. Right. Yes. Huh. Um, this comes from India, which is like the Florida of Asia. And yeah. uh, it says a man in India who was attacked by a poisonous snake bit his wife's wrist because he his final wish was for them to die together. Huh. I wonder if that was her final wish. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shankar Rai was asleep in his home and oh, you're going to love this. Samastapur district, around 60 miles north of Patna in the state of Bihar. I know, right, I know right where you're talking Everybody about. does, yes. man. When he was attacked by the serpent. By the morning, his condition had worsened. Fearing he did not have much time left, he held his wife, Amiri Devi's hands, and said he wanted them to be united in death. Huh. It's definitely like Romeo and Juliet with curry sauce. Uh, <laughs> 
He sunk with, I don't know, is that right? I don't mean for that to sound racist, but curry's <laughs> real popular in India, right? Yeah. So he sunk his teeth into her wrist so the venom would kill them both, and they fell unconscious, India Today reported. Huh. Witnesses described how doctors arrived and rushed them to the hospital, and although the venom claimed the life of Rai, his wife was rescued in time. He told me he loved me too much and want to die together before grabbing my wrist and sinking his teeth into it. I allowed him to do so, she said. A local doctor said the woman could be saved as her treatment began on time and she's safe now. Just interesting. The WHO, the World Health Organization, says that more than two-thirds of fatal snake bites occur in South Asia. So, I mean, that's only one-third are happening in the rest of the world. So. Yeah. Um, you think they would know more about snake venom? Yeah, if yeah. there was that many bites. Yes, right. Or well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you get bit by a snake, that doesn't give you like snake powers, does it? Does that? Can you bite somebody and and Apparently so. How's that? How do you say that? Inveminate them? I have no is idea. That, is that <laughs> I don't know if it is or it isn't. It sounds like a word. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Apparently, maybe his saliva had venom in it. Like, how does that work? It's not like he's got venom glands or anything. I mean, if you want to, if you want to kill somebody by biting them, I thought you had to go for the jugular, <laughs> like Rick Grimes so. in The Walking Dead. <laughs> okay, maybe so. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, you know, if you know you're going to die and you want your wife to die with you, I mean, let's just shoot her, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot simpler you know, yeah. than this plan. Now this dude's alone in eternity without his wife because he didn't think this through. Because he didn't go for the jugular. That's right, yeah. But, you know, okay, and I understand that this is just my American point of view that I'm I'm putting into this situation. Sure. But I would think if you loved your wife, you would want her to continue on exactly. and be happy. Right, yes. You know? Well, I was just thinking, like, let's say tonight I'm laying in bed and a water moccasin crawls in and bites me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, babe, I'm going to die. And I love you so much. My, I, my first thought is kill the snake. Yeah. Because yeah. it can't get anybody else. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I would say, baby, Deidre, I love you. We've been together for 24, <laughs> almost 25 years now. Um, you're the light of my life, you know, uh, my moon and my stars, whatever. And I want us to spend eternity together, you know, alone. So I'm going to bite you. So this venom that's in me will be transmitted to you and you, we can die together here in the bed, holding hands or whatever. And then Deidre's like, do you think I have been making all those life insurance payments on time every month for nothing? Yeah, I just don't see her jumping on board with that plan. That's all I'm saying. You know, like... And and really, honestly, like I say, if I were to die, you know, like if I get some terminal disease or something, you know, I would just be like, hey, yeah, baby, live the rest of your life and mm-hmm. be happy, you know, find another guy and let him be happy. Because I've already instructed my kids, if mom gets married once I die, for them to be really mean to whoever she marries. <laughs> so they're going to carry out that part of it, just make his life as rough as possible. But I want Deidre to be happy, of right. course, and use my life. You just want him money. to be miserable. Yeah. Buy a better house, you know, do whatever yeah. you want to. So I'm worth way more dead than I am alive. I know if I was to die suddenly, I would want 
I know it wouldn't, but I would want Earth Oddity conti- to continue. Oh, yeah. No. I would be like, I'd drop this in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would be like, John, you got to find another co host. Sure thing, Tiny. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to find somebody. Me and John Horton, we'll, we'll do it. Man. And then my last, my last thoughts would be like, he's not going to do this. <laughs> he's totally not. That's like telling him to watch a movie. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to watch that movie. He never does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, nah, I might do it. I might. <laughs> I might do it. Yeah, I'm sure. Might. I'm not going with a hard commit, but I'm not going with a hard decommit either. You know, yeah. I might do it. I would think about it. Maybe not an episode a week. Okay, once right. a month or something. Yeah, like twelve, twelve a year. You yeah. can do twelve a year. I can do twelve a year. Yeah, you can do yeah. twelve a year. Pump out twelve a year. That's that's no problem. <laughs> no editing. Yeah, the audio is horrible. Just straight <laughs> from the microphone to iTunes. You know, sounds like the little cassettes that we used to record when we were kids yes, on the exactly, boombox. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty fun to do that though. Back in the day, it was. I would make all kind of. Oh, I found one one time of Deidre's, <laughs> and she's like going around her house acting like a newscaster or whatever. Are you, you know? serious? Oh, it was so precious. I got it somewhere put up with all the rest of my tapes, dude. I still listen to tapes. I still have a tape deck in my car. I still have a tape deck that I could plug up right now to speakers and we could listen to whatever tape you, you wanted we could, to listen uh, to. You think we could plug that into a community <laughs> community news segment Possibly. one day? She doesn't listen anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even care, you know? I mean, this is fine. So, yeah, we could definitely do that. I'll find it because I got we'll it We'll do that. That'll uh, be hilarious. She was, like, throwing away a bunch of her old stuff. I made her keep that. I made her keep her, like, new kids on the block scrapbook that she had because I was oh, like, you're going to want this. Oh, man. Deidre throws away everything. Right. Like we we have no memories. She just throws away <laughs> stuff. And uh, and so I made her keep that. Because I was like, when we get to be like 75, this is going to be really fun to get out and be like, oh, you really loved, you know, whoever was in New Kids on the Block. I don't even know. <laughs> Joey McIntyre. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So if you get bit by a snake, don't bite your wife on the wrist. Probably not going to work. Right. Probably not going to work. Well, in other news, do you remember – and I'm – I am not a huge fan of the show Empire. Have you ever watched the show Empire? I have not. Have not. There's an actor on the show. His name is Jussie Smollett. Okay. I could be butchering that. Again, I've never seen the show. It's just not my thing. But apparently he was attacked here a while back. Yeah. And Yeah, he was by some Trump guys, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were like, hey, get I, out. I read an article that said. This uh, is America and we're building a mag- wall. Wearing MAGA yeah. hats. They were calling him homophobic slurs and yeah. racial slurs. Right. And he got beat up. Well, that's what Trump supporters are, right? <laughs> they just beat people up yeah. and, and use homophobic slurs all the time. <laughs> you know, all the Trump supporters I've met, they would never say that out in public. That's more of a. <laughs> do behind closed doors. behind closed right. doors thing. Maybe during Sunday school or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. It's a, a joke, kind As, of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, sort of. But anyway, there's a new story that come out now that's saying that there's evidence that he orchestrated the attack. So it's like a, a, a fake attack? I guess so. Here, so, here. so he hired some Trump guys with MAGA hats <laughs> to come and attack him. Maybe. Let's read. Two law enforcement sources with knowledge of the investigation tell CNN that Chicago police believe actor Jesse Smollett paid two men to orchestrate an assault on him that he reported late last month. Smollett denies playing a role in his attack, according to a statement from his attorneys. The men who are brothers were arrested Wednesday but released without charges Friday after Chicago police cited the discovery of, quote, new evidence. (laughs) 
The sources told CNN that the two men are now cooperating fully with law enforcement. Smollett told authorities he was attacked early January 29th by two men who were yelling out racial and homophobic slurs. He said one attacker put a rope around his neck and poured an unknown chemical substance on him. Oh. So that's like serious right that's, there. Yeah, that's no joke. Because I know if, if I'm getting something poured on me, my mind just kind of goes to, I bet this is like, you know, lighter fluid. No, or, urine. Sorry. Urine. Oh, that's just my thing. I'm that's sorry. worse. Yeah, that's just my thing, you know. Anyway, the sources told CNN that there are records that show that the two brothers purchased the rope found around Smollett's neck at a hardware store in Chicago. Smollett's attorneys, Todd S. Pugh and Victor P. Henderson, hmm. issued a statement to CNN Saturday night saying that Smollett was angry with these latest developments. As a victim of a hate crime who has cooperated with the police investigation, Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with, the statement read. He has now been further victimized by claims attributed to these alleged perpetrators that Jesse played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth and anyone claiming otherwise is lying. Smollett's attorney said that they expect further updates from Chicago police on the investigation and will continue cooperating with authorities. At the present time, Jesse and his attorneys have no inclination to respond to unnamed sources inside the investigation, but will continue discussions through official channels, the statement read. It says that in a supplemental interview with authorities, Smollett confirmed media reports that one of the attackers also shouted, this is MAGA country. Oh, a reference to Donald Trump's Make America Great Again campaign slogan. Well, we know Chicago is huge Trump territory, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's big there, I'm sure. Probably has a hotel there. I don't know. But that's wild. Says that following the attack, Smollett's colleagues and fans rallied around him expressing shock and sadness. We have to love each other regardless of what sexual orientation we are because it shows that we are united on a united front. Lee Daniels. The creator of Empire said in a video posted to his Instagram page on January 29th, and no racist bleep can come in and do the things that they did to you. Hold your head up, Jussie. I'm with you. Says that he gave his first detailed account of what he says was a hate crime against him in the aftermath in an interview with ABC's Good Morning America that aired Thursday. During the interview, he expressed frustration at not being believed. So now I guess people are starting to... Well, I guess the police, they've come out and said that they think he may have orchestrated the attack. Wow. He, he said in Not the a interview, good look. No, it don't. It feels like if I had said it was a Muslim or a Mexican or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more, Smollett said. And that says a lot about the place we are as a country right now. Well, we know Muslims, Mexicans, <laughs> and black people they're not the biggest Trump fans, right? <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> His story's got a little hole in it there. <laughs> yeah. Right, yes. But, I mean, this is really weird. Like, I'm trying to – I'm asking myself, is this Munchausen syndrome going on here? Like, why? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Why would you do this? I don't know. Unless you were just trying to get publicity or maybe some sympathy? Yeah, maybe. And uh, again, to, just so everybody knows, like, I, I don't think anything is final. This is just right. what the police said that they think is going on. I've uh, – but. I've uh, pretended to not know about the story, but like I've told you earlier, right. we have a mutual friend on Facebook who has kept everyone updated on this. Very vocal. Very vocal. <laughs> Extremely vocal. Yes. And I saw one of the things said that he may have been canceled. Like he may have, his part may have been written, being written off oh. of this show. And so this is a way for him to get a little publicity 
and to get another gig or something. And also know? stoke the political fires right. in America. Sure, yeah. At the same time. Right, yes. <laughs> but I will say, and this goes for anything in any situation, I have no sympathy for people who perpetuate fake hate crimes. Uh, right. Because there are plenty of real hate crimes happening. And they're horrible. And they are definitely horrible. And all this does is lessen those people's stories mm-hmm. or causes people like our mutual friend (laughs) to doubt the next real hate crime. So if some Trump guys really were to go beat up someone. So like next time an actor gets, you know, beat up (laughs) and called homophobic and racial slurs. Yeah. And by guys wearing MAGA hats. Right. You know, this, this unnamed friend on Facebook is going to be out there. I'm not saying he is, but he could, he could doubt it. Right. And And even if it wasn't an actor, even if it was just some, like a a Muslim lady going to buy groceries in fed Alabama or something, you know, where you would think that is MAGA country, you know, (laughs) definitely for sure. Much more so than Chicago. Not likely to happen (laughs) at all. But if, if she were to come out, then this guy would be like, she's making it up. You know, because just because this other dude did, you know. Right. So I don't think that's good. It's definitely not a good look for this guy. Going to probably not help his acting career any. Mm -hmm. Although we do have a tendency these days to, what's the best way to put it? That people who make dumb mistakes, we kind of glorify them in a way. Yeah, but I feel like becoming more famous. I feel like you got to come out and say you're sorry, though. Absolutely. I mean, you can pretty much do what you want to. Right. If you say you're sorry, you know, we're not always, but a lot of times quick to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Especially if it's someone who's not white. Right. Or conservative. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say Jimmy Swaggart's still preaching. Okay. So is Jim Baker still preaching. All right. They did some really bad things. (laughs) And all of us conservative white people were like, yeah, no, they repented. It's okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) forget about the tax evasion (laughs) and the adultery (laughs) and everything else. That's just, that's cool. You know, so it happens on both sides, happens everywhere. So I don't know. I mean, and again, Maybe he is telling the truth. Yeah. Because I don't know. Right. I was not there. I haven't seen the dude's text messages. Right. I don't know what's going no on. I have no idea. I would imagine a city like Chicago would have a lot of surveillance available, though. You know, mm-hmm. and I know the police at one point said they didn't have any surveillance. Right. But everything the police says during an investigation isn't 100% true. That's true. You know, that they leak out or they whatever. They could be trying to flush out the real attackers. Exactly. Exactly. The real like, MAGA hat wearing <laughs> the bad right. guys. The real guys that are up there in Trump country in Chicago, <laughs> in Chicago. Illinois. <laughs> right. In the middle of Trump, the heart of Trump country, Chicago, Illinois. But, you know, if the dude orchestrated this attack, I think he needs to come clean. I think doubling down. Oh, yeah. Again, that's not gonna, if he orchestrated the attack, yeah. doubling down is not going right. to be good. If he did. And, he, and it's quite possible. Possibly that he didn't. Right. There are horrible people who support Trump. There are horrible people just in general in the world, <laughs> regardless saying. of political persuasion, who would do stupid stuff like yeah. this. And if it turned out to be true, I wouldn't be shocked. And if it mm-hmm. turned out not to be true, I wouldn't be shocked either. So like I was saying, we can't always trust police during an investigation when we get information from them. And I want to go to a story here that was posted in the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about some officers in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Red stick. That's what Baton Rouge means. Uh, it says, cops used blackface to go undercover in 1993, and oh, now the police no. are apologizing. Oh, yeah. no. I just want to start off, before I read anything in this article, and as a white person, I want to say to all my fellow white people out there, 
don't ever do blackface. <laughs> no. All right? And just because the Wayans brothers made a movie where they dressed up like white girls, actually not that bad of a movie. It's pretty funny. It is kind of funny. Yeah, I watched it in College of a Stone, so it may not be as funny <laughs> as I remember it. That doesn't give you license to do it either, okay? Because so that's just, called whiteface. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's completely different, all right? Yes. So I just want to get on record and say that to everybody listening, all right? Don't if, – if, if you're ever like, oh, Halloween, I want to dress up as Little Wayne or whoever, don't. Don't. Or don't paint your face. Paint your face, right. Like yeah. if you want to be Flavor Flav, get the clock, get yeah. the suit, right. get and the hat, be, but yeah. don't get the shoe polish. Right, yes, exactly. Don't do that, okay? I just want to get on record and just help everybody out in case you were sitting on the blackface fence, you know? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Is this right or if it's wrong? Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> wait 100 years. <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah. Let's keep waiting. All right. It says they used up chalked up, chopped up chalk as fake crack cocaine and cloaked their white skin in black face makeup. Oh, no. Then the two undercover narcotics officers hit the street of Baton Rouge, hoping to fool interested drug buyers in the predominantly black neighborhood into believing they were dealers. So that was the whole gist of what they did. Not only do they not know we're cops, they don't even know we're white. Then Detective Frankie Caruso told the Advocate newspaper in 1993, the year the undercover blackface operation took place. And if I could break in just real briefly, Mm -hmm. the reason we're talking about this on the show is because there's a picture. Yeah. Please, I encourage you to go to the show notes, click the link. Yeah. These two guys, they look like two white cops in blackface. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that, yes, those people did know you were white. <laughs> there is no way to look at these two guys <laughs> and say they're black. You know, there's absolutely no way you can. Like, no way you can. I bet you anything they were like, yo, 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 brother, would you like to buy some crack? <laughs> Can I interest you in some crack? Uh, now, 26 years later, the Baton Rouge Police Department is apologizing for the tactics after a police a police yearbook photo of the two disguised <laughs> cops surfaced. I didn't know they had police yearbooks. <laughs> You know, like, what do you do with a police yearbook? Do you get, like, people to sign it like you do when you're in high school or whatever? What if they sign your crack? (laughs) (laughs) Baton Rouge Police Chief uh, Murphy Paul, who's an African-American, by the way, confirmed in a statement Monday that the photo of the officers depicts a department-approved operation in 1993. (laughs) And it was uh, first published Saturday by the Rouge Collection a local news site. Rouge Collection is ran by Gary Chambers, if nobody knows. Uh, pretty famous dude down in Baton Rouge. People know who Gary is. A lot of people, he's got a little weight issue. A lot of people <laughs> call him gravy to be mean on the internet. But he's an advocate for uh, minorities in Baton Rouge, and that's what his publication's all, all about. The police chief went on to say, blackface photographs are inappropriate and offensive. They were inappropriate then and are inappropriate today. The Baton Rouge Police Department would like to apologize to our citizens and to anyone who may have been offended by the photographs. Now, I'd like to say 
if the guys that bought the crack are still in jail, <laughs> we might need to go find those guys and apologize to them. You know, I would like to ask them why did you buy drugs <laughs> from these two clear white police officers <laughs> right. dressed up in blackface? Uh, and one of the guys has on like a whole denim outfit, like <laughs> denim jacket, <laughs> denim jeans. You know, I know it was the nineties, but yeah. even then, black people had more style than that. You know, uh, not like. He looks like a rancher with his yeah. face. Anyways. And yeah. I, I thought to myself, okay, clearly the only areas of Baton Rouge where there were this sting operation is going to work would be like in the suburban, like predominantly white <laughs> right. suburbs of Baton Rouge, you know? Yes. Clearly nobody in the or more urban areas of Baton Rouge would fall for this. Right. But apparently they were. Well, so it makes me wonder, well... Is that a testament to how successful the operation is, or is that a testament to just how desperate it's the power crack of cocaine crack. will make you? Yeah. The power of crack. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Now, as white people, we've had a bad run with blackface here in the past <laughs> couple of months. You know, the yes. Florida Secretary of State had to step down. They've, uh, what is it, the governor of Virginia? Yes. And the attorney general of Virginia have both gotten in trouble for photos of blackface. <laughs> So just, I mean, to my fellow white people, let's just stop with this, okay? And if you did it in the past, you might as you well better, own up to it now, you know? And you better go find all every picture you can find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And get rid of it. Yes. If you got if yearbooks are, seem to be bringing everybody down, <laughs> police yearbooks and college yearbooks. So maybe yearbook time, you know, you think about the pictures you've had made that you're going to submit to the yearbook or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? But most of all, just don't do it. Anyways, I'm trying to see if there were any other details in here that are worth talking about. There's a very good point because they had kind of the same problem it talks about in the article in St. Petersburg when they had some police officers who, who did blackface too. Mm-hmm. A community activist named Fran Hallbrook said that the police seem to be saying this is what a drug pusher would look like. Um, in other words, a, a drug pusher is black and it's offensive. Right. I would have to say... I've bought most of my drugs from white people. So, you (laughs) know, and they don't really run drug operation and stings in middle class white neighborhoods, at least in my my experience. But there's plenty of middle class white people who are doing drugs, you know. I also remember when I read the article, I believe it said that there were two. African American officers on the force at that time, which is why they had these two, yeah, (laughs) these two white crackers dressing up in blackface. Which. I think that right there is a problem. Yeah, you know because obviously there's there's got to be more candidates mm-hmm. than two, and right. you know you don't what kind of it's just what kind of message are you sending? In a perfect world, the only thing that would matter would be who's the most qualified for the job. Yes, but in a job where you're dealing with the public, you got to send the right message as well, and yeah. you got to. So I mean, this it's a problem all the way around. No, oh, definitely, so, you know, definitely. Anyways, the one of the officer's wives is who did the makeup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I figured they would have like a professional makeup artist or something. Dude, I in. bet she would be like, don't you bring my name That's into right. this. Don't you tell anybody <laughs> you about dare. this. <laughs> I'm a hairdresser in town. You're trying to kill my business. Don't you mention that I had anything to do with this. But, yeah, that's wild. I just don't know, man. I mean, what if, if you're a crackhead, you'll buy crack. 
regardless of the race. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I, that's how I imagine <laughs> I it to work. See, I mean, okay, maybe this is maybe I shouldn't be thinking this way about crackheads, but yeah. is the guy thinking, okay, man, I'm really offended right now, but I really, really need a hit. Yeah, so right. I'm just going to go yeah. ahead. And I'm going to pretend I don't see this. <laughs> Here's my $20. Give me my rock. Well, let's just walk away from this. Yeah. You know, but like I said, they need to go find the guys they arrested and be like, that's my bad. You know, yeah. look, hey, totally out of line here. It was the 90s. Things were weird. We were still kind of trying to become um, socially aware of other people uh, and their plights and everything. Yeah. And just want to say sorry that now you have an arrest record that's probably followed you around for your entire life and made it harder for you to get employment, <laughs> all because I dressed up in blackface. So, you know. Well, we usually don't get this political on the show. <laughs> Our next story here: uh, students sue to open Yale fraternities to women. Okay. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this. This is a uh, this is a story that really makes you think. It says okay. that three women who attend Yale are suing the university and nine all male fraternities Tuesday, seeking to force the social organizations to admit women in response to alleged sexual assault. Harassment and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Okay, it says that the class action lawsuit filed in federal court in Connecticut calls for a sweeping order banning fraternities from considering gender in admission decisions, fully integrating women in fraternity governance and alumni networks, and requiring Yale to prohibit student organizations, both on campus and off, from engaging in discrimination and harassment. The three students also say women are being shut out of the social and economic benefits offered by all male fraternities, including access to vast alumni networks that can help land coveted jobs. While there are sororities, their power and influence pales in comparison with fraternities, the lawsuit says. It's not only breeding a very toxic sexual culture, but also is giving undue economic and professional benefits to the male fraternity members, said one of the plaintiffs. Rye Walker, a 20-year-old junior from New York City, majoring in astrophysics and African-American studies. Uh, a Yale spokesman, Tom Conroy, said that he did not have a comment on the lawsuit, but he pointed to a message shared last month by Yale College Dean Marvin Chun, who described a review of allegations of a sexually hostile climate at the Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity and the school's efforts to bring about more social opportunities for students on campus. Deeks are always a problem. <laughs> yeah. The three plaintiffs were denied membership to fraternities. They were groped at fraternity parties and no other students who were sexually assaulted or harassed at frat parties. Okay. Uh, the three students said that they complained to Yale about sexual misconduct and discrimination by fraternities, but school officials offered them no meaningful assistance or relief. Yale is a microcosm of the ongoing epidemic of sexual harassment and assault at all-male fraternities, the lawsuit says. Many Yale students now accept and assume that female undergraduates risk sexual harassment and assault by attending fraternity parties. To help prevent sexual misconduct, the lawsuit asked a judge to order that co-ed sober monitors be appointed for each off-campus event and party to ensure safe levels of alcohol consumption and intervene to prevent sexual assault and harassment. I bet that sounds like a fun job. Uh, that's a nerd <laughs> job of all nerd jobs. The plaintiffs also want paid bouncers at every fraternity event and party for crowd control and non-discriminatory event admission. Hmm. So basically, I don't 
doubt any of the accusations that these students are making towards these fraternities. Yeah. But I don't think that this is going to fix the problem. What do you think these uh, female pledges are going to have to do during pledge week if they want to get into a fraternity? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll say this. On the things we hold sacred in the world, mm-hmm. all-male fraternities and all-males or all-female sororities have don't even ping the radar, you know? <laughs> so if they're like, if they were to do away with all of them, well, I wouldn't care at all. No, me know? either. It wouldn't bother me one bit. Don't think In it fact, would hurt. it's not that bad of an idea. Yeah. If we just go ahead, let's just do away yeah, right. with fraternities and sororities altogether. I will say, you know, if if you know, and, and hey, it's nothing new that there is a culture of harassment that's going on mm-hmm. at fraternity parties. If I was a female and having a daughter who hopefully one day will go to college if she doesn't, <laughs> you know, become an astronaut or whatever by going through the Air Force or whatever she wants to do in her life. I would say, hey, let's avoid those places. You yeah. know, like let's just stay out of there, females, because men don't know how to act right. You know, and that's and they especially don't know how to act right in their early twenties when they're drunk. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I've been early twenties and I've been drunk. Now, I don't believe I sexually harassed anyone, and if I did, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Outside of you know my girlfriend at the time, which is my <laughs> wife. For tried that a lot. Okay. I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. Probably slapped her on the butt several times. But not just like a random. It was consensual. Yeah, right. Yes. It was yes. Consensual, consensual butt touching. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Mutual butt touching. You know? But uh so I would just say, hey, let's avoid those places. And if the females would quit going to those places, then that would send a bigger message to me. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make it okay. No, absolutely. But what do you think is going to happen? Right. You know? And if I was a young man and fraternity and we're throwing, uh, you know, whatever social on okay. Thursday night or whatever, and no girls show up because they're afraid they're going to get harassed or raped even, mm-hmm. that, would, that would send a huge message to me as a guy, like, hey, maybe we need to clean up our act around here and a lot more treat than, women with respect, you know. A lot more than the dean appointing a nerd to, yeah, to stand to in there. PDA guard and, yeah, right. and yes. make sure nobody drinks too much alcohol. Yeah. And now, University of Alabama, huge Greek culture at University of Alabama. And I, 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 was, I wasn't in a fraternity. I had several friends that were. I went, I went to Bevel State community college they call it the harvard of the community college system Uh, before i transferred to alabama i was old enough to buy my own beer i had plenty of friends and i had a girlfriend so it just wasn't useful for me to be in a fraternity right had several friends in fraternities but a few fraternity parties over the years and most of all of them and in sororities too were great people i mean Mm -hmm. good good honest decent folks you know there were a few that would get on your nerves and make you want to fist fight them but for the most part, what I saw was just normal college party atmosphere. You know? Right. And all the touching was consensual between the parties that were touching, you know? <laughs> right. So I, I can't say that my experience is the same as a female's, though. Um, I just don't know that integrating these fraternities are going to solve any of those issues. No, but I, th- I think it could very po- potentially exacerbate the problem. Possibly. That's just now it may not. Right. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because, and again, I have never been a pledge, but yeah. I watched Animal House. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so doesn't that qualify me to come in? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a documentary, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, if a woman's trying to get into a fraternity and all of a sudden she's a pledge and she has to do what all these dudes are telling her, yeah, I think it could be a potentially well, much worse situation. Look, I know nowadays 
they claim they don't haze anymore, all right? Well, okay. of course they claim sure. they don't haze yeah, no, anymore. These hands don't haze, you know, or whatever. But That's why I saw a dude pushing a peanut down the sidewalk with his nose that day. <laughs> That's not hazing, is it? <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, I mean, if but if Yale comes out tomorrow and goes, hey, we're letting women in fraternities, I'll be like, all right, good deal. I'm not going yeah. to be outraged by it. My first statement is is going to be, can, what sorority can I join? Well, <laughs> that's what I would say. If I was a guy and they I'd were like— I'd much rather be in a sorority. Well, I mean, but if I was in a fraternity and they're like, hey, we're integrating your fraternity and now you have to have females in your fraternity, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's fine. I, <laughs> yeah. Are they going to be cute? You know, like, can I ask them out on dates? You know, like, what's the big deal? Basically, all we're doing here is getting together, partying most of the time, doing maybe like one philanthropic philanthropic uh, event a year where we like do like a tricycle race around the quad <laughs> to raise money for and give the, money the United to the animal Way, shelter. yeah, the animal shelter, <laughs> and that's about it. You know, basically, we are a vehicle to party and to have a place <laughs> yes. for students to live together. And that's all it is. You know, I mean, I don't, I know. All the bonds of brotherhood, and we got secret handshakes and code words and all that, and that's all cool, but nobody. Like, I've never applied for a job in my life where they asked what my fraternity affiliation was, ever, ever. Um, And I've never felt like my quality of life has been diminished because I wasn't in a fraternity. The only time it's important is, like, those four years when you're in college, or six or eight years in college like I was. But for the most part, for most people, four years. And no fraternities at Bevel State, by the way. Just thought I'd point that out. They don't have any fraternities at Bevel State Community College. Real quick, I didn't mention the for, the specific nine fraternities that were named in the lawsuit, but mm-hmm. I would like to point out to everybody, Skull and Bones, oh. suspiciously missing from the, from the lawsuit. Okay, yes, so. of course. That's like the machine at Alabama. Have you heard about the machine? I haven't heard about the oh, machine. Oh, man, I don't know if we have enough time for it. The machine... It might have to be a special episode. The machine is a group of fraternities that are represented. They're represented into, like, a secret organization called oh, The Machine. okay. They control campus politics. Now, everyone gets all up in arms about it because it's like... They force their members to block vote for whoever they want for SGA president right. or um, homecoming queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every year it's like a huge controversy. And I'm just like, the machine is yeah. keeping me down. Well, I was in college. I was like, I don't even care who the homecoming queen is. <laughs> I don't even care who the student government president is. Like none of it really matters. I'm just trying to get my work done and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, but, yeah, apparently it's a really big deal. I don't care about it. But, yeah, people get, like, super – when I worked at the CW, the mm-hmm. newspaper for the university, it was always, like – that was, like, their number one focus was trying to expose the machine, <laughs> you know. And they would be like, oh, I got a hot tip that there's, like, some machine representatives meeting over here tonight. Do you want to go along? and be like, no, man, no. <laughs> there's a band playing at the Ivory Tusk that I want to go see, so just count me out of exposing the machine tonight. Anyway, so, yeah, we have our own skull and bones, it, it, so to speak. So, yeah. Okay, so let's move on here. Let me find my next article. Got a Florida man story. Uh-oh. Yes, it Florida man. It wouldn't be an Earth episode if we didn't. That's right. And this is kind of a uh, companion story to the one we did maybe a couple of episodes ago. If you hadn't caught that one, just go back and listen. You'll you'll find it. It's a really great episode. I think that's the one that Nicolas Cage was on. Okay. Yeah. Florida man caught licking camera 
<laughs> uh, I'm sorry, caught on camera licking a doorbell. So if you remember a few weeks ago, we did a story of a guy who licked a doorbell for like nine hours or something crazy. Yeah, like it was, that, it right? was, I don't think it was nine, but it was it was several hours. It's more hours than you need for licking a doorbell. <laughs> you don't. I don't think you really need one hour. Yeah. So <laughs> no, it was it was weird. Yeah, I think so, I could do my job in ten minutes. <laughs> You know, in 10 minutes of doorbell licking, I'd be good, right? Uh, I really admire your stamina that you can go that long. You know, had a lot of practice, uh, so to speak. So even, so, so this is, okay, this is that story getting rebooted? This is no, the same this story? is a completely different guy. What? Completely different state, I think. I think the other guy was like in Arizona or somewhere. Yeah. So this is from Lake Worth, Florida. Oh, he, man. Even if you don't know this Florida man, his face can ring a bell. <laughs> uh, that's because he approached a house in Lake Worth and he licked the video surveillance doorbell at least seven times. Ring video doorbell's motion sensor started the video recording when the suspect stepped onto the property and the doorbell technology sent a notification to the homeowner's phone. And the homeowner shared the video to Ring's neighbor's app which updates users on local crime and safety information. In the video, the suspect appears to be carrying a stack of newspapers. So, okay. He apparently thinks it's 1993 and people are still reading newspapers. <laughs> so he actually took the extra step to look like a like newspaper a, yeah, delivery guy? Uh, he licks the bell five times before he pauses to point to ineligible words on the page. Uh, with a line of drool hanging from his mouth, <laughs> the bearded and bandana-clad man turns away, thinks quite twice, and turns back to the bell for more licking. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so another man, with this, it was from Salinas, California, was captured licking a ring video doorbell for three hours in Salinas, <laughs> oh, California gosh. back in January. So this is apparently a thing, you know? It's more than one, so it's a thing. Right, yes. Uh like I said, you know, the internet is a wonderful tool, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a wonderful tool. Everybody loves the internet, but it the downside of the internet is it allows weird people to get together. So beforehand, if pre-internet time, if you got off on licking doornail, doorbells <laughs> or doornails or doornails uh, or doorknobs or anything, you kind of kept that to yourself, you know. You didn't know that, <laughs> that other people that other it. people were into it. So I feel like there is a whole like fetish out there of licking ring doorbells or whatever. I don't know, but man, this would lean to me to think that there's a you know doorbelllickers.com <laughs> website forum out there that they can get together and talk about getting their jollies from doing this. Because why else would you lick a doorbell? I don't know. I mean. And they specifically know, like the Ring doorbell. Have you seen them? They, it's yeah. obvious there's a camera on there. It's not like right. it's hidden. So they know they're on camera, mm-hmm. which kind of puts like a whole like voyeur thing into it too. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's, I'm I'm calling it now. Door licking's the next big doorbell licking's the next big fetish. Is it a social media challenge? Maybe Ooh, it could possibly could <laughs> it could be. become that it could morph into that. Yeah, definitely. Well, John, we here at the Earth Oddity Podcast, I feel like we are about solutions and we are sure. about uh, answers to questions. Right. So, what could we do to maybe uh, fight this or maybe at least uh, combat it in some way? 
I would say, number one, everyone needs to go put some hot sauce on their doorbell. Right, definitely. And uh, two, if you ring someone else's doorbell, you might want to ring it with your sleeve. Yeah, true. Or wear a glove when you do that. Right. I'm not a doorbell guy, by the way. (laughs) I never use a doorbell, ever, ever. I hate doorbells. I, I feel like if you're taking a nap, all right, I can knock. Yeah, you know, to where if you're awake, you can hear me, but I'm not going to wake you up, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin anybody's sleep. That's the worst thing in the world. But the doorbell is just that one volume, and it's going to wake everybody up. You know, I, personally, I'm into door knockers. If I'm oh, gonna, you like if a I'm door gonna, knocker? If I'm going to lick somebody's door, it's going to be gonna lick the a knocker. knocker. Yeah. You're going to lick a knocker. Okay, I'm a knocker man myself, actually. <laughs> you know, I've always been a knocker man. I don't know why. I'm a knocker guy. I like a knocker. Good set of knockers, actually. You know, because I want people to know I'm at I'm at your front door. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Door knockers. <laughs> Only talking about door knockers. Right. Yes. Okay. On that note, we are going to uh, dive into. I think this is a good story to end on right here. Uh, and sadly, it did end in someone's death. No, oh, no. Man killed by tiger in Chinese zoo after he climbed into an enclosure. Why would he do that? Was he trying to become friends with the animal? Was Maybe. he trying to you know see get into his environment and see sure. what it's like? No, he was trying to avoid paying admission okay. into the city. Right, so he deserved to die. Okay, <laughs> got it. A tiger mauling death at a Chinese zoo is under investigation by local authorities who say that the victim climbed a fence into the tiger's enclosure. The attack occurred Saturday at a resort on Dongqing Lake Ooh. in eastern China's Zhejiang province. Oh, yeah. Province. Bring it on. A local government statement says the victim, identified only by his surname of Zhang, climbed a fence with a friend instead of buying a ticket. The statement said that, get this, his wife and his two children, as well as his friend's wife, see, they bought tickets to get into the zoo. Yeah. Because they're smart. Right, of course. <laughs> and the moms were looking out for the, ki- for the children. <laughs> Zhang allegedly passed through a wire netting and eventually climbed a wall to enter the tiger enclosure while his friend stayed back, the statement said. So okay. he was going to see, I guess, if his other friend could could get away <laughs> with it, make it before in. he tried. Right. Uh, says that a t- the tiger attacked him inside the enclosure as visitors to the park apparently watched from a distance. Mm. Photos and videos shared on social media appear to show Zhang lying on the ground as the tigers encircle him. State television reported that one tiger was shot dead by local police and three others nearby were dispensed using firecrackers. One video, Smart move. Yeah. One video posted online shows a tiger gnawing on his body as people were heard screaming. Yeah. That's a bad scene. That is bad. You'll never forget that zoo trip if you're a kid. Oh you know? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> ever, ever forget it. Says that uh, he later died at the hospital. The incident drew a protest from the people for the ethical treatment of animals, or PETA, of course. Sure. Uh, which said that it reflected the problems of keeping tigers and other large cats in captivity. Uh, Attacks by captive big cats on people, which occur with staggering regularity, illustrate Mm -hmm. the profound level of stress, anxiety, and agitation 
These animals experience every day of their lives, PETA's vice president of international campaigns, Jason Baker, said in a statement. Now, time out. I would say that <laughs> this happens in the wild, too. I would say tigers <laughs> so. just kill people. That's what tigers do. Yes. You know, like when God made tigers, he was like, I'm making a killing machine and you're going to kill. You can't help it. That's just what you're going to do. You, know? you have to because you eat meat. Yeah, right. There's no vegan cats. Right. That was the other thing I was going to say. Do you think they fed the tigers that day after they ate this dude? If they're just like... <laughs> Hey, let's save a little bit on the food budget. You know, I don't know what they they did, but I will say that this is China, right? And it's, I gotta say, yeah. I gotta believe it's expensive to feed a tiger in China. They may just feed them people on the regular, anyways. You know, like it's a wild wild west over in China. At least that's the impression I have, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, also, why couldn't we use uh, firecrackers on Harambe? You know, I don't know. Why do we have to kill him and throw a couple of Roman candles in there? Well, well, maybe Harambe just he wasn't scared of firecrackers. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. But we didn't even try firecrackers. I'll just say that we immediately killed him. You mm-hmm. know. So well, I wonder what that kid's doing now. I can't wait for like a Dateline update on <laughs> the kid who fell in Harambe's. If thing. That kid is smart, and all teenagers are dumb. So. Sure, right. <laughs> but he would never ever tell ever anybody get in front of a camera ever right. again no, if I, I was him. But you know, there's like his classmates. They're like. That's the kid who yeah. jumped into Harambe's enclosure, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they won't stay secret for forever. Well, I remember when that happened. There were people who were mad that the oh, yeah. kid was alive and the right. ape was dead. Yes, right. You know? Yeah. So. Which, I mean, eh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you kill in that situation. Maybe you just shoot the kid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. If it's me, I would shoot all of the gorillas. To yeah, save I agree. One kid. I agree. <laughs> That's I'm just, just me. Being, I'm being facetious. You <laughs> I know. got you. I got you. I feel like human life is more important yeah. than than animal life. But it does. Part. It does stink that the we had to shoot the gorilla. Yeah, and yeah, because it's a real pain in the rump to had, go out there and capture another gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they had to shoot a tiger too because of people being dumb. You yeah. know, like somebody wasn't watching their kid. Which hey, I got kids and they'll get away from you in a mm-hmm. heartbeat. You know. But if you're around like the gorilla enclosure, you yeah. may want to make sure you got your kids in check. Okay? Now, I would say that I believe in the individual, and I think that fault ultimately lies with the individual. Yeah, you know, it's this dude's fault that he climbed the tiger. He's enclosure. an adult for sure. But how much of this is on the movie companies who? Convince people into thinking, well, you know, tigers know kung fu, and they're voiced by Angelina Jolie, and they're friendly. Yeah, you could know? be, could be. I don't know. Or the tigers are not like, your friend, people. No, not at all. They they're will kill tigers. you in a heartbeat. Yeah, they they're they kill. I yeah. mean, that's just what they do. They're tigers. They kill. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, buddy, if you're watching the tiger, you know, enclosure, and then the dude hops over the wall, which. I don't think the article made it clear. Or maybe I'm just not smart enough at listening and comprehending. Like he didn't know he was crawling into the tiger cage, right? Like he's just trying to get in the zoo for free. Well, it, yeah, it doesn't say. Um, so, like, imagine you jump over that wall, <laughs> and then there's like four tigers there, like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, you just like right. I immediately regret this decision. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, you got to peep over the wall first when you go jumping. You don't go jumping in all willy nilly, you know, into yeah. the zoo, you know. So I guess he thought that he was going to be able to climb into the tiger enclosure and then sprint over yeah, and then climb back up right. out of it, I don't know, because tigers hate it when people run. <laughs> that 
doesn't activate any kind of predatorial <laughs> instinct in them. You know, like I would think if you're going to try to sneak into the zoo, you need to go through maybe the bunny rabbit right. <laughs> enclosure. Well, yeah, I, was saying, I think the zoo is probably like, look, guys, uh, lay off of the fence work around the tiger cage. If somebody tries to break <laughs> in, tiger's going to take care of it. And he's on the outside. And he's like, I think I can get through right here. The fence looks a little weak, you know, and then I'll just jump this wall. I'll meet you guys over by the snow cone, you know, place, the lemon ice or whatever. Well, you know what? That highlights a whole nother problem because I'm more, who do you think can jump higher, a tiger or a dude? I'm uh, worried about a tiger. The, I'm yeah. worried about the tigers getting right, out true. into public. Well, it may be like, you know, uh, you know it may be a uh, taller wall from the inside than it is on the back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. dug down or whatever, yeah. kind of like West Virginia's football stadium <laughs> right. or whatever, you know. Uh, nobody will get that joke. Like, you got to be a hardcore college football fan <laughs> to understand how West Virginia's football stadium looks when you go to it. But whatever. But it's like a hole in the ground, basically. Right. Uh, I, I feel like that's probably like it was. Maybe that. Maybe maybe. You know, there it was a, a much further drop down. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I say when he hit the ground and saw those tigers, and he's like. I ain't gonna be able to make it out of here. <laughs> you know, a bad idea, it's though. a bad idea. Really, I should have just paid the five bucks, yeah, seven right. bucks. Yes, this is not worth my life. You know, <laughs> yes. I don't know what I would do. I like, really, really wanted a snow cone from the zoo, right. from the zoo cafe. I was trying to take my kid to see the monkeys or whatever, and now here we are, and I'm getting eaten by tigers. Like, there's no way out of that. Like, you can't talk to the tigers and be like, hey, kitty, everything's good. You know, let me scratch you under the chin or whatever. That ain't going to happen. They're just going to kill you. Unless you got, like, a pig in your jacket True. that you can let go. True. Go chase him. What if we took the dude who killed the mountain lion and put him in the tiger cage? And let's just see what happens, you know? He's got experience in killing, a, you know, large cats. So. Oh, man. I don't know. He came out the you know this week. His whole like he he did a press conference or whatever, which is awesome. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's like got plenty of dates now if he was lacking <laughs> for them ahead of time. Well, anyway, our condolences out to the guy. I hate that he's dead, but nah, again, nah. our our message is, dude, just pay the pay the fee. Yeah, yeah quit because, trying to. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's probably very expensive to feed and house those tigers. We got a little bit cheaper when he got in there. <laughs> you're, you know what? The, the zoo got paid. Mm-hmm. They the made other. money on you for sure. <laughs> there was at least one tiger they didn't have to feed that day. Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible. Yeah. Anyway. Is it? I don't know. I mean, the tiger's <laughs> just doing tiger things, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, so we want to talk about our sponsor, Cajun Curl. Yeah, we do. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably never heard us talk about it before. <laughs> the Cajun Curl is amazing. A world-famous Bayou Blended Cajun Curl Spice, and we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order their Bayou Blended Spice and their Cajun Curl Chip Cutter for Potatoes right there. Um, created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. Um, if you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, Chinese zoo <laughs> encroachers, uh, and tigers, <laughs> as well as anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. 
It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. Uh, as crawfish season's coming up, like we've mentioned, uh, or it is, it's here. It's We're here. in the midst of crawfish season. Um, so if you're having a, a bowl, if you've never had a crawfish bowl, maybe you need to. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use and it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. You will also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market, South Finest Meats, and Piggly Wiggly on Highway 69 in Northport. That's right. Yep, the pig. All of their products are made in the USA. Um, They uh, are all natural, low salt. They have a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. Uh, and use the promo code EOP10, that's the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Okay, for community news this week, mm-hmm. we uh, we don't have any reviews, but we do have a post in our Facebook group. Okay. That sounds an awful lot like a review. Yeah. And I think it would also mean a lot to the person who posted it if we read it. So okay, cool. This comes from Carlo Miranda. EOP is the Cajun Curl of Talk Show Podcast. <laughs> Listen to it at your regular and your regular day is curled. Like the smile you've now got on your face. Full five stars. The fun best buds feel you get from a conversation, but also involving the audience make this podcast a perfect pick-me-up and one heck of a throw me in the pool, in parentheses, filled with strawberry milk and floating seedless grapes. Okay. That does sound like Seems seems normal, yeah. (laughs) I want to comment on every single episode, but I always want to get a Sugar Rush-esque onslaught of positive vibes throughout the week. To binge or not to binge, that is the question. Ooh. And I would say binge. (laughs) Binge if you can. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I do my drinking. So, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, and this comes from uh, Carlo. He's uh, Raytheon on Twitter. Okay, that's one of our biggest Twitter fans. I was about to say this dude is awesome. He, yeah, he found out. He found us. I think through the Retro Rewind podcast. And, yeah, our buddy's there. And so for the past several months, he's been listening. He started at episode zero. Wow. And he has been plowing through them and tweeting occasionally his thoughts. Okay. And sometimes I have to think back, and I'm like, oh, okay, what's it? <laughs> I don't remember saying I don't, that. I don't remember that. What was that about? Either. That happens to me sometimes. <laughs> People are like, oh, you you mentioned that on the podcast i'm like yeah. oh I don't, I don't remember that or they'll like bring up a story about my personal life and i'm like how do you know i ran <laughs> naked in college or whatever and they're like oh you talked about it on the podcast <laughs> like oh i should probably censor myself i don't more. remember that yeah right <laughs> yeah but huge shout out to raytheon yeah man yes people like you y- y'all are the ones that that make us want to do this every that's week, right so. yeah i mean huge shout out me and tiny could sit together and talk about all this but we would eventually run out of stuff to talk about and <laughs> yeah. uh and so we're glad to have listeners like him and everybody else. I mean, for real, I can't say how thankful I am mm-hmm. that we have at least one listener, but as many as we do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's pretty awesome. And remember, you know, all we ask for you to do is just tell one friend yeah, uh, about our show and let them listen to it. And they may hate it. And that's cool if they do, you know, but uh, 
They may not. And you probably know one person that would like this, so tell them. And then, you know, you got somebody to talk about this with um, and make fun of me, which is totally okay. I'm fine being made fun of. I've been made fun of my whole life, so I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, are we going to announce our – I guess this is this an Instagram campaign? Is that sure. what we're going to call this? Sure, why not? Last episode, we teased that you, if you had ever left us a review mm-hmm. of any sort... That's right, you're getting a prize. Then you're getting a prize. That's and right. to send us your address, P.O. Box, if that makes you oh, feel we were, safer, we were, whatever. We were flooded with addresses. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely well, flooded. Keep sending them in, because yep. this can't, this is going to go through the end of March, last day of March. Uh-huh. And send in your address, and we will... Now, it may take us some time, but we will eventually... <laughs> Say we ship it right, something like that. <laughs> something standard, like that. yeah. Some it'll be a lot faster. Some it'll be a lot slower. Yes. It just kind of depends. And we will send you a pair of Groucho Marx glasses. Your very own <laughs> official Earth Oddity. Yes, <laughs> Groucho. They're like disguise glasses. You know the little glasses with the eyebrows, and it's got the fake nose and the bushy must mustache. Uh-huh. If you have seen our logo, and I'm assuming anyone listening to this has seen it, it's a pair of these disguise glasses on the globe. Well, we are going to send these to you, and we ask that you don them on your face and take a selfie, or put them on your cat, yeah, or put them on your kid, right, or put them on your husband or your girlfriend or your grandma yeah whatever your door knocker <laughs> your door knocker yeah put them on your knockers the guy <laughs> ladies and guys put them on your knockers <laughs> your santa claus yeah whatever you, you want up. to yeah whatever like, like my mom has this goose that she decorates uh it's like a big cement goose we could she could put it on that mom absolutely that'd be perfect mom and you take a picture mm-hmm. you load it up to your instagram and you tag it hashtag earth oddity that's right and if you're not familiar with hashtags what that will do is Anyone who searches that that hashtag, it'll group them all together. There are a few uh, hashtags, hashtag Earth Oddity stuff out there, but not much. It's yeah. something that's relatively little used, except by us and a few other people. So we're just going to go ahead and take it over. Yeah, it's going to be what, all ours. And what this will do is this will allow us to put a face on some of our audience, and hopefully it'll help us to... I guess the most thing, the the biggest thing we're wanting out of this is just to get some visibility. This That's is a right. way for all of your friends to be like, oh, look at so-and-so in a pair of uh, glasses. What's that about? Earth Oddity. Huh, what's that? I'll Google it. Oh, it's a podcast. Right. And this is just a super fun way for you to get a little prize and for us all to just have some fun and take some funny pictures and have some fun. That's right. Yes. So that's all we need you to do is just... Get your glasses and take a picture. Yeah. You know, and, and, and put it up. But there's a lot of other stuff that these glasses can be used for as well. Sure. Are you trying to hide from the CIA? Uh-huh. It will hide you from the CIA. They're perfect to wear when you lick a door doorbell. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Number one disguise for licking doorbells. You've heard of uh, facial recognition software that is used in like anti-terrorism. Uh, That's right. You know, AIs out there yeah. scanning uh, or, or stadiums face- and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, or Facebook. These glasses will throw it off. That's so right. you can keep the NSA out of your private business there by you wearing go. them. Yeah, fool the government. <laughs> fool your dentist Ooh. when he won't quit sending you letters trying to get you to pay for the 
tooth cleaning that you got that was you owe twenty five bucks that you were short on. Yeah, your copay was short or whatever. He'll never find you. Know? you. No. <laughs> not with these. No, yeah. Not with these bad boys. It on. basically erases any bad credit you may have. So your credit score is gonna go up once you take this picture. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what's gonna happen. So send us your address or your P.O. box. We will mail you out a pair of Earth Oddity disguise glasses, and then we will have some Instagram fun. And as we speak, I'm putting Tiny and my picture up on the uh, Earth Oddity Instagram. Um, So you can go and look and see what we look like. You'll be surprised. We're both ugly. You won't, you won't quite see what we look right. like because yeah. we're wearing a disguise. Sure. But yeah. you got a little bit of an idea. And so, and you'll kind of get an idea. And uh, and if you're not following the Instagram page, jump on board with it. Yeah. You know? I mean, we'll occasionally put out a picture. I mean, not all the time, <laughs> but I did put out one this week, and now we're going two, two the past, in one week. The past few weeks, you've been almost feel one, like, one a week. Yeah, so. I feel like I'm doing pretty good with You're it. doing really good I'm getting it. a lot better than I used to be. You are. So, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's getting fun. It's not well, they, it's not uh, boring anymore. Yeah. They updated Instagram too. It made it a lot easier to log in from my <laughs> personal account. Yeah, so, yeah. So know, yeah, and mate, that's how it goes. And that's guess, all we got to say about that. You know that. what, international listeners? Uh, yeah, we'll do our best. Yeah, I'm sure we could ship it. We'll have, to, we'll have to check out, check it out. But we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah. I mean, how many stamps does it take to mail something to England? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but we can. If you send us an address, we'll, yeah. we'll, Sadie, the, least, the yeah. least we will do is look into it. Yeah. Sadie, send your address. I'll make sure you get it. Yes, you know, she's, absolutely. She's one of my favorite listeners. So she follows our Instagram page, too, by the way. She's a cat person, so we got a lot in common, yeah. she and I. So there we go. And that cat's fixing to have a pair of glasses on it. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that would be totally perfect. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're on them all. And we're everywhere. If you would like to email into the show, especially if you want to send us your address, Mm -hmm. it is earthoddity at Mm planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity. Yep. You like pictures? You like pictures of people wearing disguise glasses? There you go. You can check that out at underscore Earth Oddity. And yep. we also have a phone number. Oh, yeah. It is 662-493-2059. What's that number again? 662-493-2059. We hope you all have a wonderful week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.